You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Uh, Charlie New and Schwander on the podcast today. Uh, headshot photographer, I would say, probably by looking at your Instagram, but also a lot of other cool photography as well. Like portrait photography probably would be the niche. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, I am... I mean, portraits are, are what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would probably say I'm a little bit more into the commercial space. Um, I do a lot of kind of just creative shoots as well. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the commercial work I do isn't all that fun and glamorous, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I like to kind of mix it up with, with some personal stuff too. Yeah, definitely. And if you're listening, guys, go to Charlie underscore Neunschwander on Instagram and you can find some of the shoots. And, and I think recently I saw that when I first saw your, your shoots, I think it was the one you did with Maggie. Um, was it Maggie Carlo maybe? Uh, yeah. yeah. You did that did that before she left. Mm-hmm. And then I recently saw you the one you did with Dr. Bob. And that oh, was okay. like that's the day I reached out to you again. I was like, oh great, I want to get Charlie on like let's see because you know, such an awesome photo and, and I personally love black and white as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think people look better in black and white, maybe. Sure. Uh, I feel like that when I I'm not a fan of having my photo taken, but when I see pictures of myself in black and white, I'm like, okay, I'm happy. Like that right. looks that looks good. Um, but what I mean, what you know, growing up in Oklahoma, or how'd you get here? Like, tell me about that. Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma is uh, my home. Um, I I grew up here. Um, uh-huh. I actually didn't start taking pictures uh, until age thirty. Um, I a um, little bit of backstory. I mean, I went through a divorce, and one of the um, things that my my mother you know thought I needed was a camera for for my kids and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, so she bought me a camera that first Christmas. Um, it was a like a Rebel T3. It wasn't even like the the fancy T3i. Yeah. You know, it was just a T3. But um, it it was kind of the tool that really just kind of showed me what photography was, and I, I really developed an interest in learning more about it. Um, I reached out. Or I found some of the photography groups on Facebook. I reached out to a couple people. Um, and, you know, kind of got some foundation knowledge, you know, established yeah. through a couple of mentors. And um, it uh, kind of just grew from there. Um, I had worked um, at photography as a side hustle for for about the last six years or so. Mm-hmm. And just this last fall, I finally went full time with it. Yeah, that's amazing. So thank you just naturally like felt naturally had the eye for it actually gifted with it then um or did you like seriously have a passion and thought hang on i'm gonna really put a lot of time into this the second yeah i I think um i don't know i mean everybody has like an affinity to something you know some people are better painters you know some people are better sculptors you know but um I, I felt natural with the camera, uh-huh. um, but I put tons and tons of work into it too. Um, I mean, I, I like to say that I'm still putting work into it. Like I'm still learning, yeah. you know, I mean, everybody, everybody should be, if you're passionate about what you do, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, 
countless, countless shoots. Um, I had developed a relationship with um, a couple of modeling agencies here. Um, that's where I kind of developed my real true passion for portraits mm -hmm. um, was just working with people. Um, and I kind of learned that early on, um, you know, landscape, astrophotography, that kind of stuff. I've tried all of it. I don't really care for some of that yeah. stuff, you know. Um, you know, so I, I like to say portraits are my jam, you know, and in uh, um, I've kind of gone down the commercial road with that, and um, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a way to to make a living doing what you love. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's it's amazing, isn't it? When and I think like you know for when you take a photo of the stars or you take a photo of landscape, right? You're the only one that's kind of getting the real feeling out of that photo mm -hmm. when you see it developed or finished or edited. Sure. But when you take a, someone's photo and you see their reaction to it, yeah, like they, that, it's totally different, isn't it? And it's Absolutely. amazing when you, you yeah. get, you feel great. Like, cause, cause they feel great, especially if it's the commercial headshot or something's going to go on their website or on a billboard or whatever it is. Uh, so, before we like super dive into the photography stuff, sure. Tell me, like, you know, we grew up in Oklahoma City or whatever, and high school, and and like, what were you like as a kid? Um, so as a kid, I mean, I um, I grew up in uh, Piedmont, uh, which is you know, it's, it was a small town. Now it's not yeah. so much anymore. But um, and uh, my parents are both educators, um, and they work, um, you know, in town, you know, just in Bethany over here, and. Um, I went to uh, I went to Bethany High School, Bethany Elementary, you know, all the way through, um, and I ended up going to college uh, studying biology, mm -hmm. and I came out of that and went into healthcare, and that's where I spent about fifteen years um, was uh, doing laboratory work um, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of a, a broad you know spectrum of, of my life there, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as a kid, I mean, I just liked, you know, playing outside. I like to find the, you know, creek that was nearby our house yeah. and go look for, you know, whatever was living in that, you know, that kind of thing. And that's, I kind of developed a, you know, kind of a love of the outdoors, you know, kind of through childhood. Mm -hmm. And, and um, I mean, I still love to go hiking and that kind of thing. Um, you would think I would be a landscape photographer, right. you know, based on that. But, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that can drive through Colorado and look at a nice vista and just drive right by, you know, just, <laughs> that's nice, but, yeah. um, I'm not going to stop. I've got somewhere to be. So, right. um, but, uh, yeah, um, I, I never really paid much attention to like photographs or anything like that. Um, you know, when we got pictures taken, it was at the J.C. Penney Portrait Studio, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and so that was probably all I knew of photography at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but then once I kind of dived into the to the to the real meat of what this profession is yeah. and started realizing what all was out there, I, I really, you know, got interested in it and started yeah. started to and like you said recently now this is your full-time gig now it is yeah so, so that's, that's a huge step yeah it really was um you know especially you know the fall you know we were still I mean, we're still in the pandemic now you know mm -hmm. and so i kind of thought you know is this going to be a good move or not but i mean thankfully i've you know been busy um and i've been able to you know provide for my family yeah um, and uh 
we've got uh, food on our table and roof over our heads. So that's that's a success. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and, and during the pandemic, I'm sure from a photography side of things, people probably are more conscious about what they look like on Zoom or what their profile picture is, right? So <laughs> sure. Or website. Then you know, people like did a ton of website work last year because they needed pe people to buy from their website now then it weren't coming into their stores uh, sure. which I'm sure to your advantage right people need photos taken um, yeah I mean there were um, so uh, doing a little bit of commercial photography I've kind of branched out and I do a little bit of everything mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm not a, I don't claim to be a specialist with like products or you know interiors or anything like that but I've got a couple of clients that I've you know worked with that needed those yeah. kinds of things and um I, for a little while there, there were, um, the, there was a, a dip in, in how many people were coming in, you know, to, to, mm -hmm. um, to the studio. But, um, now that, I mean, I think people are starting to get clever, you know, we, we all understand it's, it's going to be here for a little while at least. Yeah. Um, we've all kind of figured out, I think a way to work around it and work with it mm -hmm. and, keep everybody safe at the same time yeah um you know my experience in healthcare. i mean i completely understand the science behind it i i get it um the um and my my thing is you know if someone gets sick because of me you know i i'm going to take that seriously and uh i do what i can i stay masked up in the studio mm -hmm. um or even on set mm -hmm. um but uh you know, I, I want to provide as safe an environment sure. as I can. You know, yeah, definitely. And and so starting, so you, so you get that first camera from mum. She buys this Rebel for you. Sure. You dive into it. You start taking all kinds of photos. And do you, nat you naturally gravitate towards taking photos of the kids first? And that's what brings you into the portrait side? That that was probably, um, that was actually probably the first time I used my camera was on my kids. Mm -hmm. um, we had gone out to... Um, a nearby place to take like just like an afternoon hike um, it was actually Stinchcombe mm -hmm. Wildlife Refuge yeah. out there in Bethany um, and I took the camera with me um, which I didn't normally do but uh, that particular spring we went out and I took some photos and I got them back and I thought okay yeah those are nice you know and then I wanted to make some of them black and white so I started trying to figure out how to make you know yeah. do all that kind of stuff and you know then I learned about photo editing and it just it, it spiraled it's downhill from field. there yeah <laughs> yeah um so to starting out i mean starting a business right it, sure. starting a hobby and then you know it's like getting into a hobby and then starting a business out of it thinking i can make money from this or someone says hey can i pay you to do my photos uh what was the process of building the business like did you do a ton of work for free first how did you reach out to people because there's a lot of people listening who you know it cameras are great right even our phones are amazing um and they might be new photographers and they want to learn about how they grew their you know their business database and how you get to being quitting your job and going full-time and having these corporate clients so what was it like early on when you know when you're working full-time but also like turning your passion into hey this can actually make me you know an extra sure. 1200 bucks or whatever it is a month like you know um yeah i think um in a you know because i i had no idea what i was doing you know as far as like marketing or anything like that um so really i mean what i did i mean i just i just wanted to shoot as much as possible you know i, I really wasn't thinking about money at the time mm -hmm. um early on um that was probably the least of, of my concerns but um once i started shooting more and shooting more things and kind of figuring out what i like to shoot 
I would focus a little bit more on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and naturally, you know, my family were my first subjects, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, I would offer to take pictures of friends and stuff like that, you know, for their family Christmas cards sure. or something like that. A lot of work for free up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's an important step, you know, that um, everybody should understand that that's, that's totally necessary. You know, nobody is going to pay you if you don't have any work to show, mm-hmm. you know. So building that foundation and learning your camera kind of along the way um, really kind of helped set up for the first person that came along and said, hey, how much do you charge? Yeah. You know, and it was probably like 50 bucks that first time. Right. You know, I mean, and it's it's, it's progress and it, it's a progression, you know. Um, it uh, so. F- Somewhere along the way, I I started picking up magazines, and I really liked the work that was in there. I thought, I want to do something like this someday. Um, I had, with a stroke of luck, I reached out on a cold email to, it was Slice Magazine at the time, but it's 405 Magazine now. Mm -hmm. And um, the editor replied back and gave me a shot. And she said, I'm going to give you a couple assignments, you know, to test you out on. Yeah. Um, and I've been there for six years now. So, uh, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun, like in kind of looking back on that early work too. I mean, you can kind of see like a progression of like where I've gone, like just as, as a photographer too, like the most recent stuff with Dr. Bob, you know, and if you compare that to the stuff I did early on, I mean, it's just like, it's night and day. Yeah. Um, but working for that magazine was kind of what turned me on to the commercial world. Um, I liked doing things for businesses, you know, and that, if that makes sense, like I'll do private clients every once in a while. Like I get a few seniors every now and then Mm -hmm. I don't market them on my website. You know, it's, it's just not something that I, you know, prefer to do friends and family type thing. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, but uh, every once in a while, somebody will come along and they say, Hey, we really like your style. Can you shoot us, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, um, and I'll do it, you know, but, um, the, the magazine work really led to, you know, what I liked about working for other businesses and, and, uh, kind of seeing, because I, I feel like there's more results that you can see elsewhere. So like yeah. I've had a couple of billboards and, you know, magazine, uh, prints and magazine, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Seeing your work in print is probably the most satisfying thing Seeing, yeah, you can name. ever do. Yeah. yeah. Photogra- yeah. Photog- photography by, yeah, yeah exactly. Byline. Um, and so that was a lot of fun and, um, building that network over like a five to six year period, you know, was crucial for me. Um, I, I feel like the magazine kind of helped solidify somewhat of a reputation. Um, and, um, it's, it it has been monumentally helpful in kind of, you know, getting more clients that way. Right. What was that first shoot that you saw yourself in the magazine? Um, it was a shoot for, so there's, there's this old, um, like cog railway, I think over out in El Reno. It's Uh like one of the original trains from like when the town was settled or something like Uh that. Anyway, they still had a piece of that train left over, and I think one of the original operators or something was still alive at the time. Yeah. Um, and th- we were doing a story on that, and you know, they told me to go out to El Reno, take some pictures of this train, and the person that 
you know, knows the story behind it and that kind yeah. of thing. And, um, you know, it, it came from there and, and, uh, you know, the rest is, yeah. you know, as they say, history. It, it's kind of cool, right? Cause you get to do kind of what I do, right? You go out and you meet someone you've never met before and you get to t- take their photo and photo is such a point in their life. Like Dr. Bob, for example, like he's stepping down from his legacy and everything that he's done for oh, sure. history. Right. And you get to be the one that takes that photo and you get to be around him and learn from him and hear his stories. Like that's really, really special, isn't it? I mean, the photos are great, obviously, but like sure. that time that you get to spend with people. Yeah, that that's a great point. Um, and that's something that, you know, most people probably don't really think about too mm-hmm. is, um, you know, especially, you know, if, if you're just a senior photographer, you know, you meet a lot of great people, but doing assignment photography, um, you know, for publication, there's, I've met so many uh-huh. people and seen so many things that I didn't even know were in this city, you yeah. know, like I love this city more and more every time I go out and do something, uh-huh. you know, and to photograph, you know, somebody for it, you know, but, um, because there are so many interesting people out there. Um, even in your own backyard, you know, you don't have to go to LA to find somebody worth photographing. You know I mean? There's just, there's so many cool things here, you know, and they're all out there. We just got to find them, you know? Yeah. And, and through the magazine, you get to have access to these people, right? Sure. And you get the address and you're like, hang on a second. Like, this is literally down the street. Like, what is there? What what (laughs) interesting is in this building? Exactly. And then you walk in and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. Like, uh, have you shot or do you know, have you met Chip Fudge yet? Um, I don't think I've never okay. heard the so, name. So, so yeah. he's like a huge car collector. He's a real estate guy in town, but he loves classic cars. And okay. he has a huge car collection, kind of off Chartel, and it's under 24-hour security. But okay. no, no, I mean, if you don't know him, nobody knows. Okay. Um, working on getting him on the podcast to tell his stories. But before COVID, like, he was traveling around with his cars and just, I mean, the type of guy who has classic cars but drives his classic cars. Okay. You know, not like the garage queen, like, tucks them away kind of thing. Sure. Um, and they, it's, he's got an event space down there, and you can go and have dinner in his, I mean, the garage is not like your typical you know, garage, it's done very well and the cars are all lit up and they look great and you oh, go yeah. and have dinner down there. But yeah, I mean, no one hardly ever knows that place exists as yeah, well. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Um, I've got a, uh, a friend that is kind of along the same lines. Um, uh, his name is, um, um, well, I don't know if I should name drop. But, um, <laughs> he's but, got a six uh, spot. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's got, you know, like an Aston Martin collection, mm-hmm. you know, but... Um, yeah, I'd, I hate. To, I'd, I wouldn't want to, you know, mention names without permission mm, or something sure. like that. But um, yeah, like I, I met him through um, through four or five as well, because um, for a little while I was doing the fashion for uh, the magazine, mm-hmm. and the stylist um, is uh, is his wife, and so that's how I kind of got to know them, yeah. you know. And I've done a couple of photograph like private events for their for their family and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, and. Um, they they live in one of those uh, kind of loft apartments there on Broadway sure. and uh, uh, down there in Automobile Alley, and um, very very cool very cool people um, people you would never know that they live up there and they live in yeah. like a museum you know with all right. their collection of stuff you know that they have but yeah um, it's uh, it's amazing yeah it's I mean I love it right I mean I I'm lucky enough to to do the podcast and and, sure. and if we're not down at Bedford's recording I'm somewhere else and in someone's you know unique space and it's yeah you just never know right until you're there and it the city's so amazing and then the state has got so amazing spots mm-hmm. um 
so so when you get that first shoot and you know you get that buzz right like i've seen my picture in print like this is this is my work now uh and after a few more like you get phone calls can we do this can we do that um you know how does that progress how do you get you just mentioned fashion stuff as well this stuff that you know high fashion is big and and you know where does it go from there um so um so I mentioned early on that, uh, you know, I kind of developed a uh, relationship with some of the modeling agencies here mm-hmm. in town. Um, I've been shooting for them for, you know, pretty much the entire time uh, that I've been, you know, holding a camera. Um, and, you know, I say fashion very loosely, you know, in this market right. because, you know, there, there just isn't a fashion market. I don't call myself a fashion photographer, but um, a lot of my work is probably fashion, you know. Sure. but. Um, you know, we're not shooting for high-end designers or anything like that. We're, uh, we're mainly, what I'm doing is, you know, giving, you know, models their portfolio, you know, um, they're going to work with other photographers too, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. But I'm one of the stops that they make, you know, yeah. usually. Um, and that to me has been kind of the creative outlet. Um, I've kind of gone, gotten to know fashion a little bit more. I've studied a lot. I'm not an expert by any, by any stretch, but that's really a place where you hear like you want to, you want to learn the rules of lighting and photography. Mm -hmm. And then, so you can break those rules and fashion is probably the place where you can break those rules. And I've learned a lot of, uh, my knowledge of lighting. Um, a lot of my techniques and stuff have been, you know, um, formed on, sure. on those shoots. And, um, it's a, uh, it's just a great way to really, you know, get your creative flow going. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when you see photography, you know, fashion photography, you're right. It is a little more out there. It's a little more, you know, sure. it's not like, um, like you mentioned, once you know the lighting basics, you can then be a lot more creative, push the boundaries, try something new, and it's just trial and error until you find like sure. your style in there. Um, you know, your Instagram's got some great photos on there. Um, yeah, like the the creative side is awesome. I, I love the the fashion stuff, and and I'm sure for you as a photographer, you get to like just let it all out and try something new, right? Rather than like a headshot. Hey, just one typical portfolio shot. Absolutely, yeah. And and you mentioned uh, you know kind of finding your creative you know style or your voice or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, I've I've kind of landed on a couple of light setups that are probably the most used you know in, in a lot of what I do. Mm-hmm. And even now, I mean, I'm still kind of tweaking that you know every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, through, through all those shoots, um, I've, I have never felt the pressure to deliver, you know, something, um, amazing because I mean, there's a lot of room for error in that, in that, uh, genre and, and creativity, I guess. Um, you know, if, if I was shooting a campaign for a company that, you know, was hiring me to shoot like that, then I've absolutely, I would, Mm -hmm. um, you know, dial it down a little bit and just go with what I know works, you know, that kind of thing. But that's why we do all the creative stuff is so I know it works. Like, I feel like, um, you know, in those, those five years of practice and stuff like that, I feel like I probably shot so many different ways. I mean, I could probably handle like any lighting situation, like even the lighting in here, you know, I mean, I could find a way to make that work, you know? Uh And, um, you know, and sometimes it's not about like making it look amazing. It just needs to work, you know, because that's, that's what the client wants, you know? And, you know, you gotta, you gotta be 
willing to you know do some creative stuff and maybe lose money on stuff every once mm-hmm. in a while you want to pay a makeup artist to come in you know you're not getting paid for the shoot because this is for you right you know but you might want to pay a makeup artist you might want to pay somebody to come in to do wardrobe styling that kind of mm-hmm. thing and you know that's when you really can kind of flex your muscles and yeah. you know no pressure just do whatever you want to do yeah. and it and really helps it's reinvesting in yourself right reinvesting in yourself yeah. your business constantly learning because the great thing about photography is it's all evolving all the time sure you know there's there's guys who shot i mean you know we know mutual friend jared he loves to shoot on film yeah uh, you know and he looks back at all the you know i mean yesterday we did a shoot in 1950s camera and he's mm-hmm. like don't move <laughs> like right what do you mean he's like if you move like it's gonna be out of focus and we have one shot at this Oh, okay, thanks. I'll try not to blink as well. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing. It's great that, you know, okay, even if you do spend some money that's reinvesting in you and you'll know for a better for a client coming down the road that you're adding more value to them because you've put in the practice and learned sure. something. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's uh, that's one of the things, like, I, I, I really like photography. I do a lot of cool stuff, but I don't have the time to go shoot like I want to. Uh, I originally got into photography through golf and sports photography, and I'd go take my camera and play golf and shoot mates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about, like, your process when you do shoot. Like, uh, do you have a home set? Do you go to the set? Like, how does that work? And then, uh, you know, your style, are you kind of like a, you know, machine gun style, with it, or are you just like more, you know, one or two here and there and then go through it? You know, it's, it's almost all of the above, you okay. know. But um, so we'll, we'll talk about set first. So, um, um, starting out, uh, my studio was my living room. Um, and every time somebody would come over, I would move couches, move tables, everything out. I would just have an empty room. Mm. Um, I actually had to cut about four inches off of the, you know, standard 107 and nine foot, you know, backdrop. Yeah. So it would fit in my living room, you know? And so that's, that's the space yeah. that I was working with. Um, but I made it work. I mean, I had a great window in that room. Um, that's really where, like, I learned direction of light and stuff like that. Um, like most people, I started out using natural light, um, shooting outside mostly. But then when I had, when I was in that room and I only had one direction of light, that's when I kind of realized, okay, yeah. I can turn this person and make it look like this. I can turn them this way and it looks like that. Right. Um, that evolved. Um, I, I, I didn't like people I didn't know coming to my house and yeah. where my kids live, sure. you know, that kind of thing. So I knew, um, at some point I wanted to have some kind of, uh, office space, you yeah. know, studio. Um, I finally came along, um, I started renting p- uh, places by the hour. Um, and then about 2017, um, I had worked with a makeup artist here in town, uh, several times she has a house in the Plaza district that, um, the bottom floor was like her business and she had a spare room. Mm-hmm. I reached out to her. She was like, um, yeah, I'm trying to decide what to do with this room, either make it an office or something. Yeah. I was like, can I have a studio there? And we talked and we actually ended up collaborating on a lot of, uh, projects, uh, both commissioned and, you know, just, uh, kind of creative stuff. So I worked, uh, out of that bedroom for, you know, about three years. Yeah. And then in March of this year, um, through a kind of network of, excuse me, through a network of other people, I, I found this um, uh, space downtown uh, just off of 13th and Broadway. Um, and it's kind of exactly what I was looking for at the time. Yeah. Um, it's a, more of an industrial space. It's got a lot of room, a lot of high ceilings, that kind of thing. And so that's been my studio for yeah. uh, almost a year now. Um, but um, 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like having a studio. Um, it, it gives me, you know, a place to kind of, if anything, have a place to keep all my stuff. Mm. Um, and, uh, so and a set that's already up and not have to like break it down, exactly. rebuild, yeah, move everything have... back into the front room and exactly. catch the kids who want exactly. TV. Yeah, I mean, you'd spend a day just doing that, yeah. you know. Um, and even when I was renting, you know, by the hour, uh, you know, if I had something that I wanted to use four lights on, I'd have mm. to bring all that stuff with me, you know, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. But um, uh, And then as far as, like, shoots themselves go, um, it, it kind of depends on the person. Like, headshots, it's pretty mundane pretty you know just um you know uh, kind of deliberate you know shooting yeah. um when i get a model in there it's not i'm not a spray and pray you know type of person yeah. but if they're moving i'm shooting sure and um and it's it's calculated you know it's not just you know shoot from the hip and hope you get something mm -hmm. it's um you know i want to capture as much as i can because you know these kinds of shoots we're going to shoot yeah. a thousand frames but we're going to use like 20, you yeah. know, so you, you want a variety. And so, um, yeah, that kind of thing. I, I, uh, I shoot tether to a computer, um, so I can see, you know, exactly what's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, it, uh, it makes, it makes the workflow a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. That. And there's a great story in there, a great lesson in there too, because, you know, starting a business, you know, you know, you're working full time. You make your house work, right? You yeah. make what you have work Absolutely. until you find, you know, and then you collaborate, and then you finally get your own spot. Like that's just the progression of, you know, you have all these people listening that think I want a photography studio now, and they haven't even got a paid gig yet, right? You know, and you're just like, that's just a natural progression. I mean, it would have been great to like have the money, right? I'm sure to sure. buy a studio, but then you kind of miss all the key steps of learning and growing and, yeah. and getting used to, you know, that entrepreneurial time and the growth of, of starting a business, right? You miss sure. all those key lessons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most, you know, small businesses probably start in somebody's garage, you know, or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, it's, it, it's definitely a growth, you know, rite of yeah. passage, whatever you want to call it. Um, it. There's just a progression that goes through that. And if you have, you know, if you're set up and you have the situation where you have, you can afford your studio and stuff starting out. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, more power to you. Um, but like you said, I mean, you, they're just, there's things that you learn along the way that you can't get anywhere else by like starting, like hitting the ground running. I mean, you got to, you got to start with a walk, mm -hmm. you got to jog and then yeah. you can, you know, then you can run, you know, but, um, the, uh, um, the, the studio thing was, you know, that was several years in the making, you know, and I, I feel like I got lucky. Uh, it's a combination of luck, mm -hmm. planning, waiting, being patient, um, and then just kind of working with what you have and making yeah. that work. Yeah. Uh, so from a photographer standpoint, and, you know, you mentioned you're always practicing, always learning, who, who's like, who do you look up to? Do you have any mentors? Who do you, because the great thing is there's in plenty of people on the internet that shoot amazing portrait photography that are in great magazines or whatever. Sure. Um, who do you kind of, you know, have your eye towards? Um, so uh, I'll start with some local people that have that have kind of been mentors to me. Um, uh, Chris Little um, was one of the first people that um, I ever connected with. Um, he's not super active on social media, but he's out there. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's J Christopher Little. Um, if you want to go to his like Instagram or something, but um, 
him. Uh, he's the one that probably helped lay my foundation of understanding of how a camera works. Yeah. You know, what's aperture, what's ISO, what's, um, you know, the shutter speed and how do they all work together, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, a couple people up in Tulsa, um, Kevin Camp and Tony Lee, um, were instrumental in mm-hmm. kind of learning, like, how to work with models, how to... Um, you know, shoot fashion, like yeah. lighting stuff like that. Tony's Instagram's awesome. Oh his yeah, shoots are amazing. Oh for I, sure, I, that, I, that name rings a bell because I've seen his stuff and yeah. just like, um, whoa, and I've got to get up and talk to this guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been at it for things. he's been at it for a long time, yeah. and um, and he has like a lot of his lighting is the same from shot to shot, but yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's like that's his look, yeah. it works, and nobody else can shoot that, okay. you know, and that's Tony. Right. Um, it's people that you know on a national level that I like to follow. Um, kind of another small market but doing big things guy is clay cook um that's a guy that i um i've purchased maybe a couple of his tutorials mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of thing and um he had a great one just on like the business side of things you know and, and yeah. so that was kind of helpful um he's also on a level that i'm not at yet so that's right. it's just a, another thing to kind of aspire to but um some of the obvious ones, I mean, Annie Leibovitz, of course, um, mm-hmm. uh, her lighting is probably what drew me to portraits um, and learning how to kind of make it look like a painting. Um, and I, I don't know why, I just love it. And yeah. it's just one of those things, like, I wanted to figure out how she does that, you know. Um, and then uh, there's a couple others out there, you know, that are, you know, national, you know, level mm-hmm. people. Yeah. That, um, Art Stryber is one of them. He's like a he's like one of the top celebrity photographers. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, just you can set your sights, you know, high and kind of, you know, right. I, I don't compare myself to those people because you know they've been doing this for probably as long as I've been sure. alive, you know. But um, you know, it's it's always nice to have you know something that you say. I want to do that someday. Yeah, you know, aspire like to be like that. I'll yeah, be sure. able, you know, travel around the world, getting paid to do this stuff for a huge sure. publication or whatever it is. Like one of the guys, and 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 can I kind of got into like my own t- photography more, kind of like through during you know, last year and. A guy from the UK, David Yarrow. Have you seen his stuff? Um, yeah, he yeah. does some crazy stuff. And and I yeah. got, I only saw his stuff because they were auctioning off one of his shoots for charity. And I was like, oh, this guy. And, I, and he has a YouTube channel and just started. It. And his shoots are amazing. Yeah. And like, how do you get to do that? You know. And he was, he was like a, an accountant or a lawyer or something. And he just kind of <laughs> just like picked up a camera super late, super late, and gets into it. Uh, that's um, really cool. There's another guy like that. His name is Howard Schatz. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like an optometrist or an ophthalmologist, yeah. like MD. For for a long time and then when he retired from that he started taking pictures and I mean he's worked with celebrities he's worked with mm-hmm. but you should check him out too if you'd never have um, just completely amazing work yeah. um, very almost like contemporary art type you know st- mm-hmm. stuff that he does so um, yeah check him out yeah. uh, it's never too late to pick up a camera mm-hmm. like if I mean, if he could be a testament to something like that you know or um you know he's you know he made a career out of being an eye doctor and yeah. he's a professional yeah. renowned photographer photographer now you know yeah. so uh it's never too late definitely <laughs> so as far as like your business and and kind of like where you want to go and your roadmap to like where where do you think or like what your eyes set on like you know when you were first starting it was like okay it'd be cool to get a studio like where is it now um 
if we are allowed to travel, do you want to get paid to travel? Like, how, what do you see your business going? Sure. Um, I, I mean, I would, you know, aspiration for me at this point is, you know, I would love to be able to, you know, work across, you know, state lines and stuff, you know, doing either, you know, editorial work um, or commissions for, you know, you know, national brands and stuff yeah. like that. I, I don't, you know, see myself, you know, doing like advertising campaigns or anything like that, like anytime soon, it would be nice. Um, but something more in the portraiture realm, like, you know, uh, Forbes magazine or something like sure. that, you know, like, Hey, can you come take a picture of the CEO, you know, for, yeah. for this, uh, publication that we're doing or this mm -hmm. story that we're doing, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, um, you know, I, I would love to, you know, just kind of work more on like a national brand scale mm -hmm. um, and that kind of thing. Um, so I'm still learning, you know, and that kind of stuff, too. So, you know, it's possible. I don't even know what the possibilities are, you yeah. know, once you get to that level. Right. But um, being from Oklahoma, I, I've kind of written off the possibility that I'll ever photograph a celebrity. But you never know, <laughs> you know, there's unless one comes through town or something, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I did uh, photograph Vicki Lawrence one time. That was cool. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that was for a, a magazine article here, you know, so that was just yeah. kind of a chance, um, you know, assignment. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, kind of working on um, more of like a regional thing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, maybe campaigns for something. You know, sure. who, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open to all suggestions, sure, which is great. Absolutely. Uh, I'll finish with this. If you get to shoot, I don't know if I'm gonna ask you one pick one person who you'd like to shoot dead or alive and their setting, and if one person's not, you know, we can find two, and if you can't split it, but who would you like to shoot dead or alive, and then where would you like to shoot them? Oh man, um, that's a tough one. I may have to think about this for just a second, but some kind of big philanthropist or like somebody that's made sure. like a huge impact on society like um greta thornburg or yeah. something like that. you know somebody like that you know yeah. somebody that's doing good um or something um you know uh of course there's actors actresses that would be fun to shoot um from everything that I've learned, I mean, a lot of those shoots are like five minutes long. Yeah, come in, <laughs> you know, get a few clicks, like and run and gun, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, I, I think it kind of depends on who's shooting it too, because you know, some mm -hmm. some photographers get the whole day with them, you know, that kind of right. thing. I can depends on who you are, but um, that would obviously be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, I, don't, I don't think I can pin like one person that I that I would love to shoot. Um, it, there's so many interesting people out there. Mm -hmm. I just, I want to meet, you know, somebody, you know, down the street yeah. or it could be somebody, you know, in the national spotlight too. I don't know. Yeah. There's some great, uh, you know, like, is it people of New York and some other publications have kind of done something similar. We just, yeah. we'll just walk the streets and take people's photos Sure. and like get a little caption on their story. And then that's like, that's, you know, that that's so interesting. The sad thing is that nobody walks in Oklahoma, right? Right. So you can right. Know I mean, there's nowhere to walk. Now. I mean, yeah, yeah our, our, our city is so spread out yeah. and there's no sidewalks hardly anywhere you know but um yeah i've i actually tried doing that one time i tried going doing the whole like stranger portrait thing yeah not for me like no. i i would much rather like them find me and like let's let's schedule something yeah. you know that awkward it's, moment of hey yeah, can i take your picture right 
What? Why? I, right? Yeah, I tried yeah. that one time. I didn't like it. Uh, I got like one person in. I was like, no, nope, screw it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> not for uh, me, man. That um, would make for a great video. Yeah, it probably would. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, and I it had I maybe had a couple other people people with me or something, it right. probably would have been a little bit less awkward, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was just me like hanging out like at the park, you know, and like. <laughs> I was I I thought about yeah. man the optics on this don't look good right. you know I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get back in my creepy van and, <laughs> and get out of here you know but um, yeah. yeah it's uh, like, yeah yeah <laughs> is it I mean just to just come to my mind is there anything that you like outside of portrait photography that that you haven't done yet that you just like you know I, paid or not paid I just want to go shoot this um. So outside of portrait photography, um, I mean, it could be within portrait photography, but like not, you know, not specifically like, like you mentioned the president stuff could be someone totally different. Oh, sure. Um, so yeah, one, one thing I haven't done that I would like to do is shoot more musicians. Um, I, I think my style would lend really well to it. Um, it's, that's like one of those things too, like, how do I get in touch with them? You yeah, know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, who's in charge of making those decisions right. and stuff like that? And musicians are, um, especially local ones. You know, they probably don't have a ton of capital. Mm-hmm. You know, for for marketing shoots. So I mean, a lot of it's like, you know, they promote on Instagram and stuff right. like that. You know, and yeah. that's and that's their that's their marketing. You know, yeah. but um, I'd love to do like an album cover or something for a for a music group, either mm-hmm. a. I mean, I, I grew up loving rock and roll and like yeah. just like some metal bands and stuff like that. Um, I would, I would love to shoot like either a, either a metal band or, um, or even well any, any kind of music yeah. group, honestly. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and there's all kinds of different ways you can shoot musicians too. I mean, just kind of wrap something into the context of what they do or mm-hmm. do something completely offhand of what they do. You know, who knows? You just got to present them in a way that, yeah. you know, gets people to buy their music. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd love to try that sometime. Yeah, definitely. Well, mate, this has been a pleasure. Uh, really, thanks, Thank you. you know, thanks for coming down to the, to the Bedford studio, which we have now, which is sure. amazing that they've put this together. Um, if yeah, you're listening awesome. and you listen to previous podcasts that, that we've done in Bedford, we have a completely new set now and you should definitely go watch it. Um, so I'll post the, the video to this stuff up soon but where can what's your website where can people reach out to you if they you know if there's a business listening that hey we want some commercial work done how do they reach out sure um so uh, it's charlie um you can like google like the first seven letters of that and it should pop up <laughs> a lot uh, of e's and u's <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah n-e-u-e-n is like how my last name starts out um this is charlie with an i-e and um yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm I don't use my Facebook all that often, mm-hmm. but I'm on Facebook too. Uh, but yeah, my website is usually where I try to direct people. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I should pop up if if you start typing in Charlie Photography in yeah. Oklahoma City or something like that. Awesome. I, well, I'll po- I'll post that down below in the description for people listening sure. that they can go click on it straight away and check out your work. Um, but yeah, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and for everyone listening, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. 
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.